good afternoon. You have stumbled upon Enriching Grace's podcast, Enriched. And today, uh, with, our, with our starting podcast, we're going to be addressing uh, a question, a curiosity that many people have in biblical studies. And today's topic is heaven. Uh, in this new podcast that we are starting, called Enriched, we will be de- delving through questions that people in my life have asked, people um, who are participating with the ministry, uh, our contributors. We're going to be addressing some of the topics that they're curious about and that we feel that need to be addressed uh, for your spiritual enrichment. Today's topic is going to be heaven, a, a topic that we all are curious about. Uh, there's very few people who are not curious about heaven, whether they are of faith or not, and what the Bible says about it. Um, what is true about it and today we're going to be delving into this topic now saying that my purpose in this topic is not to point to the end of life it's not to point to problems that we are having and the destination of it the point of today's topic is not to point to the end but rather to show that the journey that we are on as Christians or that we can begin as Christians is worth it. Uh, saying that, I want to express my thanks uh, for you being here. My name is Jacob Harris, uh, which is not important. I'm just a servant of Jesus Christ here to share the word with you, and uh, I hope that y'all are enriched by it. Starting out, uh, since we're going to be talking about the journey, I feel like we need to talk about what the journey to heaven looks like in a very practical sense and I can't think of any better uh, illustration than the book written in 1677 uh, by John Bunyan now John Bunyan some of y'all may or may not know uh, was a Congregationalist pastor who was arrested for not conforming uh, to the Church of England and Angl- Anglican beliefs uh, system uh, it's interesting during his 12-year imprisonment, he could have been freed if he stopped preaching, but he refused. Uh, during this time, he had a dream, and he v- wrote about this dream. And basically, the dream is one big allegory for the Christian life. And in this allegory uh, that was uh, written within prison, it starts and follows the life of a man named Christian. A man named Christian who is spiritually anguished. Um, Christian, he leaves on a journey from the city of destruction to the the celestial city uh, after being warned by a man named Evangelist. You see where this is going. There's many characters that have different aspects in life that affect the journey that Christian is on. Now, uh, before I continue talking about this journey, I want to ask, has any one of you, the listeners, been on this journey? Is anyone on it? On Christian's way to glory, he runs into other characters, uh, some bad characters, including worldly wise men, hypocrisy, piety, temporary, giant despair, and Mr. Feeble-minded. Some of the better, more helpful people that he ran into was a man by the name of Evangelist, help, charity, faithful, hopeful, mercy, standfast, and a plethora of more. Is anybody familiar with these characters? Surely we've ran into an evangelist in our life, and surely we've ran into people uh, that you would deem a worldly wise man. And uh, 
no matter what your experience, I, I hope they're positive or it could have been taken as a ministry uh, opportunity. But surely we have all ran into these kinds of people. Christian was on his way to the celestial city. He was into moving because he realized that one place is not his home, the city of destruction. We're going to talk about this destination and the journey that gets there. I want to show you, the listener, not necessarily about all the aspect, um, specific aspects of heaven, but rather I would like to show y'all that the journey is worth it and where you're going is a place worth journeying for through this life because after all this life is just a temporary home uh, like the songs temporary home it's not where we belong uh, so starting out i'd like to turn um, your attention to an, an old definition of the word journey not old as in no longer applicable, but rather it comes from um, the Webster Dictionary uh, 1828 version. And it says, it, it lists these following definitions as journey. One definition is a passage from one place to another as a long journey from um, the upper regions. It says it may sometimes include a passing by water, uh, a journey is to travel from place to place to pass from home to a distance now i like to reverse that not only is that a lot of aspects um it's going back not only going from home to a distance but rather a distance to home and that's more so what we're going to be focusing on today the city of destruction um, that we live in is not our home uh it is a temporary it was a temporary re- residence that we no longer have to inherit and then lastly, a journey is to travel from place to place, uh, traveling, uh, pass, passing from place to place. So, there is an older definition um, in 1828. It would have been a sensation to get this book, uh, this dictionary, to start to be able to expand vocabulary. And hopefully, uh, I've helped expand yours today and give you a better aspect of what the journey um, that I'm referring to is. We're going from a distance or a temporary abode uh, such as the city destruction as in the pilgrim's progress to the celestial city which most christians uh, look forward to and that's heaven so encouraging you uh, i would like to begin by saying that heaven the first point that i would like to make about heaven is that heaven is a real place heaven is a honest to goodness completely authentic place that can be visited can be inherit can be inherited and hebrews uh in hebrews 13 14 Hebrews 11, 13-14 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. 
And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have the opportunity and returned. But now, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. So, heaven is a real place. And um, there's other aspects of this verse that we're going to get into here soon. But also, uh, stating this verse... It is also an eternal place, a place um, that has no end, and it has no beginning. Um, Another point that I would like to address is that heaven is a better place. Uh, I say this from a few verses, a few perspectives. Let me know that this is a better place than the place that we are at now. Um, For all things, this world will pass away, but heaven truly does not. But it says, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came, they would, they might have had an opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared them a city. Philippians 1, 20-21 says, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. So let's recap real fast. Heaven is a real place. It is an eternal place. It's a better country, a better, um, it's a better destination, better home than where we are right now. Uh, saying this, it is also a better place because, as we see in Philippians, that in heaven our body is glorified. Um, it's worthy of praise, uplifted. Our body is glorified, and most importantly, Christ is magnified um, through our body. Um, And as we'll see later, it will also be magnified through our worship uh, of Him and through what God has done for us, truly. Uh, I also had the fence for Christ being magnified. We can turn in your Bible to Revelation 4, 8 through 11. Uh, in turn there it says and the four beasts had each of them six wings about them and they were full of eyes within and they rest not day and night saying holy 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 lord god almighty which was and is and is to come and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him and sat on the throne he liveth forever and the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him. Worship, uh, we can use that in a similar um, word of magnified. Uh, They worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. There we are talking about the eternal nature of heaven, of Christ, um, and truly how he has no end, no beginning. Uh, And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast has created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. Heaven is truly a place where in its purest form Christ can be magnified. And uh, saying this, it is definitely a journey that is worth to begin to embark on and it's definitely one uh, worth to finish up. It uh, was once said I heard uh, from my grandfather that he was talking to a woman one time and she believed once it was described to her uh, what heaven is like, she says, don't you think that would be kind of boring? I think 
that would be kind of boring. And uh, whenever I think of that story, uh, it always put, kind of puts a chuckle on my face, but also um, it instills sadness in me that somebody would think that the most perfect place ever, I don't want to use the word created because it's always been um, God's abode. That's such a beautiful, wonderful place that somebody would consider boring. And the actions that we do there when we worship Christ as boring. And that's far from the case. In our glorified body, we no more hurt, no more pain. And we get to thank the creator of our spirit, of our soul, of our being for what he did endlessly in a glorified way. I, I could never imagine that as being boring. But also, I can, in this human life, I don't have an imagination for how wonderful it's going to be so definitely not boring it is a real place it is eternal it is a better place bodies glorified christ magnified it is unimaginably unarguably most definitely the most awesome destination that can possibly be imagined paul uh, the apostle paul in first corinthians 2 9 says but as it is written i have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Uh, In this life, uh, Christ carries us through. But also in the other life, we we have no idea, no earthly imaginable thing about the glory that awaits us. And regardless of our age, that should be an exciting reality as Christians, that that's what we have to look forward to. Like I said, I'm not going deep into describing what's heaven like, maybe on another segment of Enriched, but uh, here today, I want to encourage you in your journey that if you ever feel like giving up or not giving 100% um, for the heavenly, and I emphasize heavenly kingdom of Jesus Christ, and um, reset your focus and put, put your mind to it, put your hand to the plow, let's move now one of the most important points that i want to emphasize today in this podcast is that heaven let's recap it is a real place it is eternal it is a better place it is unimaginably unarguably most definitely the most awesome destination but um, most importantly for you it is yours to inherit all right um but before i continue i would like to read another verse to kind of place some emphasis on this uh, starting out uh, if, if y'all would like to I know I'm moving kind of fast not taking time uh, for you to flip there but if you feel uh, obligated pause this and turn to this with me Ephesians 1 18 says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope there's a word hope what we're looking forward to on this journey what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Um, we have hope. In Christ, there is hope uh, in this life. Uh, that's what it means to be saved, uh, is that from our sins, uh, from the doom and gloom that awaits us, uh, from ourselves, uh, we have hope in, a, in life here, and, and most importantly, in the life to come. So do not despair. Christ is with us. He gives peace. Uh, Ephesians 2, we have peace through the blood of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. Continuing, uh, Colossians 
3.23-25, it says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall, re- ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord. Why do we receive the inheritance? Because we have accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we serve the Lord Christ in this. When I start this episode, I am said I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. That's all I want to be in this life nothing else and that's what i want to encourage you to serve him believe in his gospel and what he has done for us Um, not only so that we can go to heaven or uh, nothing as simple as that but that other people will also be able to see christ face to face Uh, that none is is god's will that none shall perish that's what the word says but continuing on colossians 3 25 says but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. Um, and there is no respect of persons. God offered a way through his son Jesus Christ. It's believe his gospel or don't. And either way there's a destination. Of, depending on which choice you have taken. And I want to encourage you. If you're not already. Join the journey. And let's walk this road together in Christ. Um, Heaven waits from the moment of salvation and is received at the end of the journey. There is no fear in death. The end of the journey is only the beginning. And um, I hope that excites y'all, the listener, as much as it excites me. And if it does, then I'm going to share that excitement with you. And continued to encourage you that and I hope that it edifies so my question is um, I'm not going to tarry much longer but my question here today is are you excited for the day of Christ now the day of Christ I get this uh, from Philippians 2.16 Paul is talking about heaven and he says hold forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Um, this is the day that we can say I have not labored in vain. I have not been on this journey in vain. I have kept the faith, and the joy of the Lord is forever more my portion. The day of Christ isn't referring to the rapture. It's not referring to the second coming. It, it's talking about the moment, uh, no matter how we go, whether tragic or not. Um, it's the, the moment when our eyes close, our hearts stop, everything is calm and we can open our eyes immediately within the realm of heaven and the glorious inheritance that he has offered us Um, for those who can't say that they uh, are awaiting the day of Christ that they are excited for the day of Christ or um, did not know that this is what is in store for them I want to encourage you and please listen to my words carefully it's the whole reason I do what I do on these podcasts. When uh, Invention Graces contribute and I, when we put out these devotions, is so that you have complete understanding of what's at stake in, in, our, in this life and the choices that we make here. And that you know when Philippians 2.16 says, Who have not helped forth the word of life, that you know that you can hold forth the word of life. Uh, Jesus Christ uh, says as the scripture saith 
I want y'all to understand what that is and how to become part of the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ, the church, will see heaven one day. And those apart from the body of Christ, uh, sad to say, uh, there's another destination, and that is hell. Uh, People always ask the questions, you know, why would God send anyone to hell? And honestly, the choice is made by the individual. It's not about God sending anybody to hell because he offered a way for everybody to go to heaven. But uh, nothing unglorious can be within the presence of Jesus, uh, within the presence of Jesus, God the Holy Spirit, uh, well, God the Father uh, in the throne room. Nothing unglorious is a perfect place, but in Christ Jesus there is hope. He imputes righteousness on us, and he covers us. He intercedes for us, and he says, you know, we've messed up. There is sin in our life, but I'm covering that. You are blameless. Uh, What he did for us was a final work, and because of him, we can see eternity. And what, how do you see eternity? Through the Holy Spirit, I, I would like to read this to you, and if you do not know that you are saved and that you know that you have not held forth the word of life and you want to have heaven as your inheritance this is simply what you need to do it's nothing it's not complicated there's no trickery to it it's to believe the gospel that Jesus Christ has embedded that he has the finished work that he has done with his death, burial, and resurrection if you want to stop here and turn to this verse with me I would love that First uh, Corinthians fifteen three through four, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. There it is, according to the Scriptures, the Word of Life. Christ died for our sins, and it continues, and He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, and He did this simply for uh, for us. So that uh, that one day every tear will be wiped away, and uh, that nobody will perish. It is the will of God. So, in closing, I want to share in the excitement for those who can say that they have held forth the word of life, that they have accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this is their internal inheritance. I want to share in the excitement if anybody has made uh, this commitment through the belief in His gospel. And for those who haven't, I want to encourage you that you can share this excitement with me through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, before I close out, I would like to encourage uh, you all on the journey to the celestial city uh, with this quote from the Pilgrim's Progress. Um, It was asked by angels within uh, John Bunyan's dream, and it says that the men asked, what must we do in this holy place? To him, it was answered, You must there receive the comfort of all your toil and have joy for all your sorrow. You must reap what you have sown, even the fruit of all your prayers and tears and sufferings for the king, by the way. In that place, you must wear crowns of gold and enjoy the perpetual sight and visions of the Holy One, for there you shall see him as he is. There also you shall serve him continually with praise, with shouting and thanksgiving, whom you desire to serve in the world. Though with much difficulty because of the weakness of their body, 
There your eyes shall be delighted with seeing and your ears with hearing the pleasant voice of the mighty one. There you shall enjoy your friends again that have gone thither before you. And there you shall with joy receive even one that follows into the holy place after you. There also you shall be clothed with glory and majesty and put into a state fit to ride out with the king of glory. When he shall come with the sound of the trumpet in the clouds as upon the wings of the wind, you shall come with him. And when uh, he shall sit upon the throne of judgment, he shall sit by him. You shall sit by him. Yeah, and when he shall pass sentence upon all the workers of evil, let them be angels from men. You also have a voice in that judgment because they were his and your enemies. Also, when he shall again return to the city, you, sh- you shall go to with the sound of trumpet ever with them. God bless. This has been Jacob Harris from Enriching Grace. I hope you've enjoyed this first installment of Enriched, the Enriching Grace podcast, and that I encourage you to check out other material on the website. Um, it, it, it's, it's all free of charge to articles and uh, browse through, and hopefully something else you'll find enriching. And if you have questions, I encourage you to send them to our Facebook page, our Instagram, or even to our email, which uh, you can write this down. It is enrichinggraceministries at gmail.com. Send any questions, and I'm surely we'll make it our way around to answer them on the podcast as thoroughly uh, as we see fit. And I thank you for logging in, checking us out, and being rich. God bless.